Hey, I'm Nick DiMatteo, and welcome to Season 5, Episode 34 of Music Is Not A Genre. Thanks, as always, for watching and listening. Please support this podcast at patreon.com slash musicisnotagenre. For as little as $5 a month, you get so, so much, including exclusives uh, from music from my upcoming album, which no one else is going to get to hear for months, if not longer. And you can also go to youtube.com slash at music is not a genre. Subscribe there for free so you can see what you are hearing. If you're just listening, I make videos for all of these podcasts. So you get to see what I'm doing. And I'm doing something different today. And uh, you'll have to just check it out. Go to youtube.com slash at music is not a genre. Go to nickdematteo.com where everything else is. Everything that I do and am mostly Especially if you go to the menu tab all the way in the right shop from nickdomatio.com, just go to the shop menu tab. You could get some t shirts. I've got a couple of dozen t shirt designs that I'm very excited about. Bill Neiman is with the newest one, and you'll have to uh, go check it out there. And the link, of course, will be below as well. If you join Patreon, you get a forever discount on shirts and any other merch that I decide to make. So please consider that for $5 a month. It is absolutely worth it. And then please support and listen to my band, Rec, at recarea.bandcamp.com. I'm wearing the shirt today for a very specific reason. You can see it in the diorama here with the CDs as well, or the fake CDs. Uh, And you can stream Rec music anywhere and everywhere as well. So let's get on with this. Special topic this week. The title is... What the hell is going on with me? A Nick music update. Uh, Around, geez, I think it had to be maybe three years ago at this point. It might have been longer. And I think it was about three. I did uh, what's going on with me kind of thing. Who am I? And so it's been a pretty long time since I've done this. And a lot has happened since then. So I thought that, you know, if you're listening to my podcast, you want to, I give you hints and and cues and things, especially beginning and end of the podcast of where I come from, what I do, why I do this. But I thought this would be a great way to, well, if you really want to learn more about me and the music I do and how it all ties in with MXG, can't do the hand gestures. So for those of you listening, that's because I've decided to hold my SM58 mic. Uh, I always forget 5758. Yeah. And uh, that I just want to see if the sound is any better. Uh, when I do my sound mixing, I try to, you know, improve it month to month at least, or at least season to season. And so I'm giving this a try because I'm not fooling anybody. There's a microphone hanging over my head for every single one of these, which is wonderful for video, not as great for audio. And I may at some point put this on a stand, but I wanted it to kind of be like, well, this is what I would do on stage, you know, and I'm on stage this weekend. Actually, I've got a gig uh, somewhere in New York and I think that this is kind of more where I come from anyway, because as I say, music is not a genre, it's music talk from a music insider. So, general intro, in fact, this leads right into it. Why do I do this? Why do I do music is not a genre? For those of you who have been listening or watching, again, you you know I do other things, but you, you may think, or especially if you've only listened to a couple episodes, that I am just a podcaster. And there's two reasons why that's not true. One is, uh, I need your support. I, I need more support, let's say. Uh, you know, I hear a lot of podcasts, very successful ones even, say they can't do this without your support. And that is absolutely true. Uh, I am not at a point where this can be my sole means of income, and nor would I want it to be. But even if it were, that's just not going to happen at the moment. But if you go to patreon.com, slash music is not a genre, if you go to, geez, I feel like I'm doing a telethon now. This is fun with this mic. If you go to Bandcamp, recarea.bandcamp.com, you can subscribe there as well. And you get the whole back catalog of music and the whole thing. In either way, you subscribe, you get the back catalog of everything that's on those sites. And that's what helps me continue this. But the second reason this isn't all I do is because, uh, yeah, I've been podcasting for a few years now. I mean, this is season five, right? But I've been creating music. Uh, I mean, among other things, I do acting and voiceovers and things like that. But I have been creating music since I was a small child. And that is no exaggeration. I think I wrote my first song that we can find when I was uh, five, six years old, something like that. So it's been a long time. And so the reason that I do 
music is not a genre. Again, two reasons. One, because I like to talk about anything having to do with music. And there are a lot of programmatic music uh, podcasts out there and shows where I'm going to talk about this specific topic every episode. And I actually, I love that because that's a person who's passionate about that topic. And you can also dive deep, deep, deep into, uh, you know, and whatever topic is, is the topic of your podcast and, and unravel to me, I believe that every topic is like an onion, every band and all that, where you just keep peeling it away and there's going to be more and more and more and more. Or I think of, you know, half-life, you know, the half-life of a half-life of a half-life. And that's true. But I take a broader approach to this, which is anything having to do with music is fair game. It's not a certain style of music. It's not a certain even just talking about the CDs and, you know, or albums in my collection or what I've been listening to or what I happen to like. Uh, It can be something having nothing to do with a specific release or artist, just kind of musical ideas and ideologies and philosophies and all of that. And that's why I created this. Music is not a genre. This podcast is not a genre other than it being about music. Although I do bring in social, political things, etc. The other reason I do this, and it's the reason I started it in the first place, is to promote my music. As you see from my t-shirt, REC, I have a band rec. You can see them on the CDs, on the albums here, um, to my right. And I guess that's your left. I don't know. And... Uh, that's why I started this. I started it as a blog and it morphed into video and then audio. And it was because I wanted to find a way to connect with people about music that they may already like that sheds some light on the music I do and why I do that. And hopefully brings you into the fold and brings you, you know, into a place where you appreciate and understand it more and want to listen to it and want to, you know, patronize in whatever way, even if it's just streaming, you know, doesn't make a ton of money, but I do love people streaming Rex music and my music, uh, you know, everywhere or in anywhere. Uh, one of one of the cover songs on one of these albums is big in Japan right now. And that's it's always a fun thing to say. And that's why I do this. And and that's, I think, enough of an introduction to get into what else is going on. It's also because I'm very restless. I've been doing music for a long time, but it took me a long time to embrace the fact that anything else I do is going to be secondary to the music. And if you have anything like that, whether it's music or not, and you, you keep coming back to it, I think one day tell yourself... Why come back to it? Just never go away from it. And it took me a lot of years to embrace that and say, well, I'm never going away from this. And this, doing this podcast is one way to stay connected with that and to keep you all in touch with all of that. And as is releasing music, doing music, whether it's live and you're performing all the time or you're releasing recorded things or you're collaborating and working with other people. They say content is king. That has been true since long before the internet. You, you know, uh, there are some artists who believe and have believed in saturating the market or in waiting several years in anticipation and none of that matters. You do what you do when you want to do it. Unless you are under some contract where, and if they say you can't, then you're under the wrong contract is what I, is what I think. When you're ready to release, release. And that said, let me give you a little history. So my dad is a musician. I've talked about his music on this podcast before, Nicky DiMatteo. He was a recording artist, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, uh, into the 90s, I believe, and uh, did, again, a lot of genres of music, but he was mostly a performing, a live performing artist who, again, performed all the way through. He still performs, uh, semi-retired, but still performs. And so I grew up in a musical household, and my trajectory was don't do what my dad did, which was to do predominantly cover tunes, other people's tunes, but do my own music. Now, I have since come to do all of it and both and whatever and neither, you know, but it was the way I started was I'm creating music uh, of my own. And I've talked about that in in my general uh you know, site introduction, everything. I don't need to go into detail, but look it up. The intro to this podcast, I talk about, you know, why I started, etc. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. 
Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. So then come, uh, you know, around right out of college... I decided to uh, ask my parents to front some money for me to go into a professional studio and do a demo, which I have uh, subsequently called Reflections, which got some uh, notice by a record company. I forget the company, honestly. It was one of the big ones at the time. And they said, keep at it. You're doing great. We're we're not quite ready for you or vice versa. Uh, I mean, I never heard from them again, but uh, I, I think I... I, I, I appreciated that, but didn't appreciate how significant that was at the time. I experiment a lot with home. I had a four-track, a Tascam four-track cassette recorder. Uh, then joined a band called Ape Cafe, and we released a couple of albums and an EP and, and all of that. And I was the lead singer and wrote the melodies, and that was pretty much it. Somebody else was writing most of the songs, and that was a lot of fun. I went back into the studio because of some investors that I ran into uh, as a teacher at the time, piano teacher, and recorded two EPs back-to-back in 95 and 96 called Standing There and Your EP. Standing There was not released because at the time it wasn't what I wanted. And your EP was released. Uh, I then did a home demo, Black Eyed Susan, uh, which was unreleased. Again, I sold it at uh, my shows, coffee shops, you know, on cassette. Yeah, that's how old that is. And then I went back into the studio. Uh, this is 1998, talking a long time ago for an album called Listen, You People. Uh, released, but not on streaming. That's going to be corrected later this year, as was what it is. my One of my favorite releases from 2000. Uh, never officially released on streaming. It was right before CD Baby became a thing. So I w- didn't do that. Some of those songs are on Clear to Sunrise, which I'll talk about in a second. But none of those, that full EP has not been released. It will be later this year. Uh, joined a band called Tullamore. It was an Irish uh, folk rock duo. And we we had a run there with Lisa Timmons. Uh, recorded an EP and that was fun. And then my last recording officially as an artist the artist formerly known as nick i went under the name nick capital n capital i capital c capital k for about a decade was the the metro grand sessions which i recorded here in new york city as i did what it is a guy named mike klein who worked with shelly yakis and uh a bunch of people the v garza or garza i forget how you pronounce his name uh heard me from a music conference and wanted to work with me did a great job on this album but was very very sick at the time and died a couple of months later it's very sad uh the album itself 
I was happy with for what it was at the time, but I realized then I needed a change. So I released a, a greatest hits, so to speak, album called Clear to Sunrise a couple of years later, which was all the good stuff from my Nick years, and then formed the band Wreck. There it is. Uh, and released the de- Wreck's debut album, Parts and Labor, in 2007, which is still doing really well on streaming. Uh, I then, for some odd reason, took a hiatus and dove more into my acting career, Started a co-started a film company, and did a lot of music for that film company, and a lot of which has been released on one of these, which I'll talk about in a second, when I catch you up to where we are. And uh, then came back to Wreck as a concern and released an EP in 2013 called Distance to Empty, one of my personal favorites, as is Parts and Labor. A couple of years later, released the albums of the Sunshine Seminar, which has is right, I would say it's probably Rex's most popular still uh, at as of this recording. And then took some time off to start a blog and to promote that album and to to perform, et cetera, et cetera, and to figure out what direction I wanted to go in, which that direction ended up being everywhere because I decided to do something called the weird objective, which you've been following along if you have been. Uh, That was five uh, EPs albums released in 2020, all of which uh, were a different type of music. So very programmatic. It's something that I had never done before other than if you count like Tullamore or something that wasn't my music, but creating music on my own and making, you know, uh, albums that all, where all the songs sound like they belong together deliberately has never been my approach until the weird objective. And that kind of catches you up to the official releases right now, except for the ones that I'm going to be talking about um, that have been released in the less than the past year. Uh, but before I do that, I want to take a moment to comment again on the t-shirts. You know, you can support on Patreon. You can support on Bandcamp. You can, there's even a, if you go youtube.com slash app music is not a genre on the banner on the top right, you can just donate a one-time donation on PayPal. You know, anything like that. Any way that you can show your love and support for the things that I do creatively. But you can also... Get something for your support, which is if you go to the t-shirt site, again, the link is below, or go to nicktomatio.com, click shop on the menu button. You'll have 23, I think, at this taping, and there will be more shirts to choose from, four different styles of shirts, two types of t-shirts, a hoodie and a sweatshirt, and many, many colors, and just fun designs. Most are music-related, not all are, and you get, again, you get something for you know the the money that that you are spending which is what what I think is a pretty cool t-shirt I've always been a huge t-shirt fan since I was a kid and uh t-shirt companies have been something that I've been you know attempting to launch and launching for the last uh, several years along with my wife Catherine and also you know this current iteration of that now why am I doing this podcast other than I've been so busy lately, I haven't had a chance to prep on a different topic, and that is a lot's been going on and it can be very confusing. I post every day. I only post once a day usually, which is less than a lot of people, but more than some, but I don't post about the same things every day, and that can be super confusing and a little overwhelming, especially since I'm not your main concern, uh, except for that one dude. I might be that dude's main concern. That's really interesting. But otherwise, you know, uh, I'm one of thousands or hundreds of things that, you know, you might listen to or watch. So I'm trying to make that a little easier that other than this podcast, what am I doing? Well, uh, at some point uh, towards the second half of last year, I released an album. I was working on uh, Rex's new album, which, by the way, I'm going to reveal the name if you're not on Patreon, you don't know the name of Rex's new album. I'm going to reveal it to you. Excuse me. I'm not going to tell you why I named it that. That's a contest, and we'll get there. But I decided it wasn't ready last year. I needed more time to work on it. It didn't feel right. I needed to do some retrospective. So I released an album under my other one of my other names, The Drop, which is the name I use when I produce instrumental music or music for film and web series, things like that. If it's not 
already a rec song. I do it under the name The Drop. I've produced other artists under the name The Drop. If you're an artist who want production, contact me at nickdomadio.com. And that album's called Long Held Grudges. It's right here. It's with the droplets. And it's instrumentals that were in films that were never officially released, as well as a handful of new instrumentals that I had been working on for a different project that didn't come to fruition. And I wanted these to see the light of day. And this kind of gives you an idea of what I like to do sonically without vocals, quote unquote, getting in the way. Uh, you can you can hear some of the influences that, you know, it, you hear the uh, electro influences and the ambient influences and certainly the pop and rock influences all through that. But it's different certainly than stuff from rec uh to an extent especially because most of it was meant to be background music you know music in a scene for a film and was used that way many of them were used that way uh, i reviewed this when it came out in one of my podcasts and this is not a podcast so i'm not going to get uh, attacked by words if you haven't seen my podcast series please go do that you'll understand what i mean and i mean you people who aren't on video YouTube.com slash app music is not a genre. Go to the PopFast playlist. It's a lot of fun to watch. And this album has is only on Bandcamp, is only on recarea.bandcamp.com for now. Go there, go to Long Held Grudges, and you will be able to listen to the whole thing, or parts of it anyway. I think after a certain point, they ask you to pony up, which is nice of them. Uh, and... That is going to be the case for the next couple of months at least, at which point I plan to officially release this to all streaming services, uh, and you know, so- sooner than later. I think that uh, this will probably be one of the first releases I do this year, uh, officially. My favorites from this album, the first uh, song, Outer Loper, is a new, is a new one, which was uh, repurposing old material, creating something new. Uh, same with the number two slide slide. I don't know how to pronounce it because it's spelled five L I D E on purpose. It's in a five, four meter, uh, number five flunky fish, uh, which, uh, you'll understand why I called it that when you listen to it. And number eight treading too deep, which is a song that was in a film that was meant to be, uh, uh, the backing track for an actual other song and it and it was but just for the film I, I liked it as is and it's got this really cool sound that's very rhythmic which was actually the sound of a soda machine in one of the places we were shooting the film that we had to loop because you couldn't we couldn't get rid of it we couldn't unplug it so we had to weave that sound into that scene so it didn't stop start stop start and I loved it so much that I use it to create this uh, to co-create this song then, a couple of months later, last year, I released another retrospective album called Rec Collection. Get it? Rec Collection. The best of Rec 2007 to 2020, because I, be- I felt as though, A, the music I had done and have been doing with Rec deserved to be collected and, and uh, given another spotlight. I remixed, remastered all of them to one degree or another, and... You know, it's overwhelming how many releases Rec has done. So this was a good good place to start. You can go Rec Collection anywhere on Spotify, Apple, uh, YouTube, Amazon, all the streaming services. More than I can even remember a title and all of that. Deezer? Sure, Deezer. Why not? And so I took, I believe it was 70-some songs, something like that, that Rec has officially released and culled them down to 30. It doesn't sound like much of a culling, but it was really hard, you know, and I found ways around it, of course, but I stand by the, not just the track selection for Recollection, but the track sequence, and I believe that it does represent the best of Rec from those first several albums, that first era, prior to the upcoming album, which I'm going to get to fairly soon, and, you know, I enjoyed the work on this partly because it gave me a chance to see where I had been and what my music had been doing when when it was doing what what it was doing at those times and also made me realize how good so much of it is and was and again you know deserving to see kind of the light of day even more so than it had been and the fact that I had fresh ears and was able to remaster you know all of them 
gave me a chance to, you know, give them their due as well. And, you know, I have all of them are my favorites. That's why I chose them. But I would say my current favorites are the opening track, Some Things Happen from Parts and Labor, has always been just one of my favorites. It's a song I would say if you want to know 50% of what Rec does, like a full 50, listen to Some Things Happen first. And then listen to number four, Final Call. That gives you another idea of what Rec does. It's very kind of bleak, ambient, but beautiful. Number six is Any Universe uh, from uh, the Sunshine Seminar. And that's very techno. And I have always been into that. One of the songs on Rec's next album is going to be similar to it, but, you know, and different, of course. Number nine, Shoot to Kill. Just a great alt-pop song from Distance to Empty which uh, you just listen to it. And number 12, The Power of Repetition Everlasting, one of the first, uh, not one of the first, it was a return to hip-hop for me. I hadn't done that in a while and knew that I needed to. And I, I think this is something that you'll enjoy. Number 14 is Break You. Again, Parts and Labor, one of my absolute favorite songs. Playing that live, uh, is like playing a U2 song live. If you're a fan of U2, I think you'll like the song Break You. Uh, Silence of the Disabused is number 15. Fun fact there that's going to be remixed by a, an artist, and I'll mention that artist later when I get to what's coming up. I'm very excited about that because it's a very kind of organic acoustic song with, uh, you know, kind of uh, Tom Tom drums, you know, running through the forest type drums uh, that, will now be remixed, and I'm super psyched about that. Number 23, The Accumulate, is just a song that I've been living with for years that I finally brought together for uh, Symphony for the Weird, one of the weird objective releases, and I've always, you know, it's been one of my favorites. And as has been three more minutes, which I just found out is really popular in the UK right now. The song Three More Minutes from Synergy for the Weird is getting a lot of play in the UK. And it's one of those that shouldn't have come together as well as it did, but I worked it and worked it and worked it. And I'm really happy with the result. And then number 29, When It Comes. Uh, Again, just a great kind of indie pop uh, power pop song, I would call it. And, And it's got some like cool glitchy stuff in there. I, I think, it just always sounds like this is what I meant it to sound like, which is really my objective with everything is does the end result sound like what I intended it to sound like, you know? And, and I, I think as a musician, that's something you, you uh, should always strive for is don't worry about trying to make it sound like some other thing unless, unless you want to, or pleasing somebody else but if you have a vision or a sonic vision in your head, yes, synesthesia, then did it get there? And when someone else listens to it, do they say, oh, that sounds like such and such, you know, this type of song or this song or whatever, or it evokes this and you meant to do that, that's golden. And if they pick up other things too, that's even more golden. That's platinum because then it makes it their own. So that brings me to the last official release so far of anything uh, until later this year and it's called it wasn't me and i had to scream it because there's an exclamation point at the end of that it's in all caps and it wasn't me here this third one this that is my hand on the cover uh is music uh non-instrumental music from film and other projects like that as well as and predominantly cover tunes that's why i call it it wasn't me uh, it could, because it was either cover songs, so I didn't write them, or there was songs that I did write, but wrote at the behest of a filmmaker or somebody, you know, oh, do this for this project. Okay. Um, I, this has become one of my favorite albums. Again, they've all been remastered. Many of them have never been officially released, which, uh, almost all of them actually, which was pretty exciting for me. There were 20 tracks on this album and it gave me an opportunity to spotlight the cover tunes that have been on several of my other albums that I didn't feel really deserved to be on Rec Collection because Rec Collection was about original music. So these are good companion pieces. Actually, you get, you listen to stream, whatever, go to Bandcamp, Rec Collection, the best of rec 2007 to 2020 and then listen to it wasn't me and you'll just need everything you need to know is pretty much on there almost uh, favorites here 
the opening track, Lock, Load, Love, which was my homage to hair metal, just, it's still as good as I intended it to be when I wrote it for the film, Lock, Load, Love, as the theme song. I did a cover of the uh, animated show theme song, uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, for Parts and Labor, with my bandmates at the time. That's one of the most popular songs that I've ever done which is exciting because it's not a show that a lot of people know. So I think they're finding it because they're real fans. Uh, number five, Center Field is actually a John Fogarty song that sounds more like a cake song. And that's what excites me about that because I'm not a big fan of that uh, original John Fogarty song, but I was asked to cover it. And I covered it in a way that turned it into something that I enjoy. Uh, same Number 10, different take on that. Song Ponmala by Voltio. The cover I did... Uh, had a lot of help from many of these uh, with uh, from Daniel Cousins, by the way. And we gave it more of a rock spin, but it still has that kind of reggaeton techno spin as well. And the entire thing's in Spanish. And it was really fun to uh, sing and rap in Spanish. Number 11 is In Your Dreams Tonight, which is a cover of uh, an Agent Orange song, their most popular song, this um, surf punk uh, band from California, the 80s, 90s predominantly the 80s. Uh, it was their only hit maybe, or I don't know, but their biggest song for sure. I changed it around and made it into something relatively completely different. And it also includes a very th- uh, throaty vocal from my son uh, at the end, which I think is very haunting. You'll love that. Number 16, Min Repulion, which I'm not pronouncing correctly. It is in Hungarian and it was designed to be in Hungarian. Uh, a music supervisor at, was asking for Hungarian pop music. So I created this that fell through because of the pandemic, but I released it anyway uh, on SoundCloud and only not until it wasn't me was it officially released everywhere. And now it is. And if you want to hear somebody, you know, sing very quickly in Hungarian, this number 16 on it wasn't me is the one to listen to. Number 17, doing it in my house by an art, the artist Buttered Rollins, which is just me and uh, my friend Daniel again. Uh, messing around in the studio, we needed kind of a very kind of Barry Whiteish thing going on there for uh, a, a film scene that had that kind of romantic but also quirky, weird, funny thing to it. And that song is all about a guy getting uh, supposedly seducing a woman, but getting so would uh, actually just wanting her to uh, cook some food and clean up, and as he falls asleep on the couch watching the Weather Channel, uh, number nineteen. Thanks to um, Patrick, who, uh, geez, uh, Patrick Fleming, I don't know why I blanked there, who asked me after we hooked up because of Olivia Tremor Control. He's working on a documentary about that band, about Duska Cubist Castle, and said he needed somebody to record one of the songs from there because a bunch of artists had and they hadn't done any uh, many of the typewriter songs. If you know that album, you know what I mean. So I did Green Typewriter 2 into 3, 2 and 3. There were 10 of them and covered that and it's one of my favorites now. And then an original uh, Move Ahead Long Boy, uh, my son, Colin, when he was getting taller, I started to call him Long Boy, but I did it in a weird accent. And then just for fun, I made a whole song out of it and pretended that it was a, a folk song that had been lost to time and rediscovered. So listen to that, number 20 on It Wasn't Me. Those are the current releases that I have out. I mean, I have, you know, the dozen or so from the past. But the, as far as new releases, uh, Long Held Grudges on recarea.bandcamp.com. In a f- couple of months, it'll be everywhere. But go there first. Rec Collection, the best of Rec 2007 to 2020, is everywhere. All the best Rec songs, all original songs. You get a great sense of what Rec is and has been and and honestly, in some ways, will be and become from this album. And then It Wasn't Me, uh, under various artists' na- artist names, but uh, ironically, it was me and all in, in all cases and with the help of some amazing people, some of whom I've mentioned, uh, predominantly cover tunes and a handful of originals uh, that have never been released before. So please uh, listen to all those. The links are below. They're streaming you know, go to recarea.bandcamp.com. This is a real, I guess, thank you for being a part of this episode because 
I do my best to try to provide quality content and talk about interesting things and things that people are into, et cetera, et cetera. I do devote some part of each episode to talk about one of my songs, at the, usually uh, almost always at the end of the episode. But I really like to try to make that connection with things that people are you know, already into. So the fact that you are here giving me the opportunity to showcase what I do is a real uh, gift. So thank you. And you know, there's more to come. In fact, let me talk about what's coming next. Along with me officially releasing long-held grudges to streaming, which will happen, I think, relatively soon. The more I keep talking about it, the more I'm like, I just do it. I'm also going to release uh, something on streaming this year called 96.95. And that is the a compilation of the two EPs that I did in those years. And in that order, because the first EP or EP is more definitive of what I wanted it to sound like and where I w- was and wanted to be. And then standing there from 95 is much better and more interesting than I gave it credit for at the time. And I think that other than uh, there are a couple songs from each that are on Clear to Sunrise, the rest of it has never been heard worldwide and will be later this year. Followed up by, again, under my uh, artist formerly known as Nick, uh, the full album Listen You People, which I recorded in Pennsylvania, somewhere not too far from Limerick. If you know anything about nuclear power plants, you'll know why I mentioned that, but certainly long after that happened, thankfully. Uh, That has never been officially released. A couple of songs from that album are on Clear to Sunrise, but otherwise new. So that is... Something that I think, again, deserves to see the light of day. So I'm going to officially release that one later this year. And then, done with the retrospective, the EP that I put out after that, which is still one of my top five favorite things that I have done, called What It Is. A couple of those songs have, yes, they're on Clear to Sunrise. But the full album, no. Now it will be. At some point later this year, I'm going to be releasing that to all streaming services. And it's sort of a template for the new album because the first, uh, now I'm trying to, I believe four songs are all kind of strung together. You can listen to them separately, wonderful. But if you listen back to back, they're a a suite. They're a sequence uh, meant to be played without a break. And that's how the new album starts out. I'm going to talk about that in like 30 seconds. Uh, But before I get there, some point this year, uh, a couple of other things will be released. One is that remix that I talked about earlier of Silence of the Disabused, which is on Rec Collection, is going to be uh, redone, remixed. I sent the stems by a guy named J.D. Lyon out of Atlanta, who is this awesome kind of DJ techno artist. And he does remixes and we sort of exchanged favors. And so he's working on a remix of Silence of the Disabused, which I, again, I'm just super excited about and can't wait to hear. As well as uh, I, you know, my once in future uh, musical partnership with my wife, Catherine, we go under the name C plus N. We co-wrote a song called Already Home that we're almost completely done recording. And at some point this year, we're going to finish that up and release that. And it's one of it's a it's a it's a song meant to be a single, and it is one of my favorites. And so I'm excited that that will be coming out at some point in 2023. Which brings me to the you know French phrase, de re French phrase, and that is the new rec album. You know the weird objective: several albums, four EPs, and a full album, all different. You know, we had the ambient down kind of low, you know, lo-fi music. We had the um, glitchy techno music, dark wave. We had the kind of straight ahead epic rock music. We had the hip hop, R&B, dance, you know, music. And then we had a proper rec album, Synergy for the Weird. And they all were programmatic, like I said, kind of very, I would call it low concept. Oh, I'm going to do music that sounds like this. Put it all together. Great. Uh, Synergy for the Weird strays a little bit from that and is closer to a real rec album, but still falls into the category of the weird objective because it's mostly power pop. But rec is all of those things 
separate and together. So the idea for the new album, which if anybody out there has a snare, please drum roll because my snare is over there and it's electronic and it's not plugged in. Uh, Drum roll, please. The name of the new album is Kite to Camden. Kite to Camden. You think about it. You tell me what that means. Tell me why I named Rex's new album Kite to Camden. Patreon people, they don't. They don't know yet either, but uh, they get the same offer, which is the first person who gets the answer, the first person who sends me the answer why is my Rex new album named Kite to Camden will get a free t-shirt of their choice. See if you can figure it out. If you can tell me why more than one reason, uh, I'll throw in a you know free signed copy of the CD as well. Uh, they're... There are two main reasons why it's called that. And if you can get them both, great. If you get if you get the main one, you get the T-shirt. If you get the other one, you get the CD, whatever. Uh, that's as far as I'm going. But the idea of Kite to Camden, which is, again, inspired by what it is, in that the first five songs of this album, minimum, may, it may be the first seven, I'm not sure yet, will be strung together, meant to be listened to back to back to back to back to back to back, but can also be listened to separately. There are a couple, you know, big singles in there, actually, one of which will be the first single off the album called All On Me. And as a treat and as a preview, I put together a two-minute song sampler that you will get to hear at the end of this podcast of the first five songs, just snippets, tiny snippets of the first five songs. People on Patreon have already heard the first four songs in their entirety the kind of pre-mixed versions. Uh, they, you know, again, this isn't going to be released for a while now, so that's a great way to hear everything I'm doing. Patreon.com slash app music is not a genre. But for now, you get this song sampler, you get a sense of where it's going, except that you don't, because after the first seven songs, side two, so to speak, it it, it, it changes. And the idea of Kite to Camden in general is other than that song suite, is what if everything from the weird objective happened all together? Let's not break things. Let's break things apart, break them down to their essentials, discover what they all sound like separately, and then put them back together. That's what Wreck is. Wreck is putting all of that together, creating a, you know, a unique sound. You, you know, power pop and straight ahead pop and and techno and hip hop and R&B and just so many others, even folky stuff. Uh, all under one umbrella, and that umbrella is Rec, R-E-C. And I've structured it like this. And and again, I'm only done the first four songs and mostly done the fifth and sixth, but you know, doing them in order because I want it to flow for the listener the way it flows for me. And I've never, ever in my life recorded an album or EP doing the songs exactly in order. This has been pre-thought, like picked apart and put back together so that I know already that this is going to work. And the further along I get in this recording, the more I realize it is going to work. And it's very exciting to me. And what what it will end up being is this journey of starting from a place of kind of darkness in a way and bringing it into the light and then morphing into something else to the point where each song takes you a little further down the the trail. And if you listen to song one and song 10, they don't sound anything like each other. But if you listen one through 10 back to back, you you would almost barely be able to hear the change. That's how organic the transitions will be. And it's going to take you to a lot of places. And the way it's structured is, which by the way, Oh, yeah. The way it's structured is in three parts. It's kind of a, not a double album, but an album and a half. You can kind of call it that, a three sides album, which you can do now. Uh, and that is, you know, part A, which is side side one, whatever you want to say, is the more kind of electro side of things and starts with that five song suite, the name of the five songs, which only people on Patreon know now, but I'm revealing because you guys are awesome. And that is, Linear A, 512-4. Track two, Linear B, Other Side. Track three, All Caps. 
written all lowercase. Haha. <laughs> Track four, All On Me, first single off the album coming in, uh, I don't know when. Track five, Almost Everything About You, which I'm working on right now. And possibly track six and seven would be part of that suite. I'm not sure yet, but that's the electro side, which will morph into the more organic uh, rock, power pop, kind of grungy side in, in a way, or even emo, you might want to call it, which is going to be part B, preceded by this really fun instrumental, which is the seventh song on the first side, which I think is, you know, just, just going to be fun and, and it shows that one other side of wreck that you might not have heard unless you'd listened to long held grudges or something like that. Uh, which then through that part B, uh, is the, you know, again, that kind of like power pop rock emo, whatever part goes to part C, which I haven't fully figured out yet, except that I know it's going to have a hidden track, which I'm telling you that for a reason. And you'll know what that reason is either. If you join Patreon or wait for the album, there might be another song following the hidden track. I haven't decided if it belongs on this uh, release. And then a, a, a long track. I don't know how long because I haven't recorded it yet, but it's going to be kind of a freeform track, which is something I haven't indulged in and want to and, th- and thought that the end of the third side was the time to do it because, you know, you don't want to put it in the middle of, <laughs> of anything. All right. And uh, and yeah, and so that's how Kite to Camden is structured. If you want to see a rough version of the cover, again, patreon.com slash app music is not a genre. If you are an artist, a visual artist, contact me, join my Patreon page, and then contact me, Patreon, whatever, site, channel, and... Uh, I will show you what I have mocked up for the cover, and if you and if you believe it's your style and you can do a bang up, kick ass version of what I'm going for, I would love to work with you. And yes, I will. I will pay you whatever, you know. If hopefully your rate is something I can afford, uh, but that's that's uh, my offer. You know, I would love to consider you, and uh, and that's that's what's coming up. Now beyond that, yeah. I have some things planned. I just was having this talk with Catherine, my wife. I don't always have every subsequent, you know, uh, project planned, but in this case I do because I just had a brainstorm during the brainstorm during the weird objective uh, creation that was Kite to Camden had to happen next. But then I want to do an album that is, uh, you know, uh, acoustic versions of songs I never put on any album, calling it Valley of the Unreleased. And it is all the stuff that was either on home demos or never fully demoized in any way. Things that, again, have been unreleased or and in many ways unrecorded or not fully recorded. I'm going to do uh, acoustic versions. Some of those will be as was some updated you know, I'm also going to release something in the next couple of years called Recreational Recording Wreckage, which will be the demos, the actual unreleased demos, previously recorded stuff. It may be a full box set of everything, but only if I'm going to be able to professionally remaster everything and work with collaborators to assist with that. That will be that kind of, you know, mega... I'd love to get a booklet together, etc. It's going to be a couple of years in the making. Yeah. Um, I might do an EP of holiday music in 2024. I might do uh, a jazz album. It's something that I grew up with and have always wanted to do, but only if I can find a, an angle that isn't the retread of everything everyone else has done with that music. Uh, hopefully there will be more songs from C plus N and then there will be another rec album who knows, two, three years from now, that's going to be kind of a more straight ahead, nothing but fun album. Uh, lots to look forward to, but primarily the thing to look forward to is Kite to Camden. And that brings me to the featured song, which is the sampler of those first five songs. Uh, linear A, 512.4, Linear B, Other Side. Do you know what Linear A and Linear B are? If you do, tell me in the comments. I I was inspired to name these songs that for very specific reasons. 
then All Caps, which is a sprawling and really exciting hip-hop song. All On Me, it's going to be the first single off the album. And then uh, Almost Everything About You, the song I'm working on now, but I'm giving you the first 20 seconds of it because you've hung out this long and I want to give you a treat. So it's a two-minute sampler, a little, little over two minutes. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed this entire episode and this podcast in general. Please, again, if there's any way to show you support, even if you can't afford to, but you want to just show me some love, share these with everyone you know or anybody you know who would be interested in this type of a podcast, this type of music. Please share, comment. I always want to hear your comments. Are you are you into any of what I'm doing as a podcaster, as a musician? I want to know all of this because... As I say at the end of every podcast, my objectives here are music, conversation, and connection. I always want to hear from you, and I thank you, as always, for watching and listening, especially this special episode, and I'll talk to you again next week. Is it even right to take one step? Get my mind running, thinking, overthinking, slowly sinking into twisted tunnels through fisted funnels. They say it's not worth living, but is it living if you're always looking from above? One room removed from the groove with something to prove. Removed from love, removed from the moments that spark life. It's not right to be outside the light in this dark life. Missing more than you can imagine, than you could ever examine. And so if last night... Our last night Then I guess that's all That's all on me It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.